Live. It's the 10th day of February 2019. I'm your host, Doug Owen, and we've got a lot to get into. It's going to be a pretty interesting show. We've got lots of lively topics. This week was definitely interesting. We'll look back on it. Some show updates, some things that I'm promoting, uh, plans for the future uh, will be discussed. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, there is a lot to to try to encompass in this one-hour program. We do Sunday night live at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can go to the website, Blacklisted Radio. It's dedicated to the show. Free accoutrements on the house that you can find there include the chat room, the number that you can text the show if you like, 512-222-3067. Other ways that you can support the show, exclusive content and cool stuff is available for you there. Um, want to welcome aboard the few chatters that we have today kind of slow it's been a cold weekend here in central texas so we had the weather guessers the meteorologists really excited to talk about i guess it's kind of a phenomenon it's called grapple you've ever heard of grapple it's a really small soft hail about you know bb size and it was pretty weird it just poured out of the sky uh uh on just, I mean, filled my backyard, filled uh, my truck with this uh, this ice particulate. So, any chance people get on TV to talk about something that's rare and unusual, the sighting of grapple here in Central Texas was a big deal um, this week. So, where do we start? Where do we start? We wanted to get into the gutter. Do we want to talk about what's happening in Venezuela first? I don't know. Maybe we'll. Uh, we'll, we'll dive into the gutter. That's where I want to go. Let's be honest about it. Um, this week, uh, some some big things have kind of uh, been stirring between Joe Rogan, Alex Jones, Gavin McGinnis, uh, and, and some other players. Uh, Jack Dorsey, the owner, operator, CEO of Twitter, president of Twitter, um, and. You know, it's interesting, the state of alternative media in and of that. The term itself is kind of interesting. It's kind of a a moniker that people use when trying to counter, I guess, the U.S. official narrative of um, uh, just some of the, the blatant lies, bringing attention to things that are underreported, conspiracy uh, uh, theory and uh, theories all kind of run under that banner. And you have now, I mean, the alt-left, the alt-right, other uh, groups that have become alt-metal, alt uh, alternative rock, things that are, I guess, the alternative. So it's a pretty simple term, um, something that I've been, I would consider a pioneer in for well over a decade. And... um. We're going to talk a lot about where this show, the, the work that I've done at Blacklisted News, has come from and uh, hopefully will take us. But uh, just watching some of the, uh, I, I think, notable uh, changes in how uh, people are able to interconnect on the internet and new walls are being created all the time, one of which is deplatforming. So, um, Anyway, Alex Jones 
has been hypercritical in recent months of Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is a comedian. He's a UFC commentator, and he probably has one of the most powerful podcasts. Most, I mean, it's always in the top ten on iTunes. Probably one of the most uh, listened to podcasts, uh, maybe in the world. And with that comes a lot of prestige, a lot of influence. And um, w- when you look at Joe Rogan's podcast, what he's been able to do, uh, it is it is really transcended a lot of political uh fans you know it's very hard for me to really reach out to liberal people but joe rogan's definitely been able to do that and at the same time uh entertain guests like gavin mcginnis uh alex jones uh, and and even people like jack dorsey so it's very powerful the powers that be understand this and the amount of money i didn't realize this until this week that uh, Alec, uh, rather uh, Joe Rogan is receiving for his uh, promotions for uh, products and offerings on his show is just huge, huge money. So um, Jack Dorsey, owner of Twitter, owns Square, and um, he pays. This is according to the Washington Post. Uh, $300,000 monthly to advertise on Joe Rogan's app which just kind of blows me away <laughs> quite honestly i mean you're kind of I, I mean i figured he was making some money I mean, he's got a lot of you know product placement and um you know he, he brings a lot of people that are selling things onto his show so i understood that uh, there's a you know and of course uh has access to hollywood and to uh even the political elite i mean getting people like elon musk on his show um that may not continue though <laughs> a lot of people get in trouble for being on the Joe Rogan podcast, Elon Musk uh, took a lot of heat for smoking pot. One of the headlines uh, today, Elon Musk tells 60 Minutes he has no idea how to even smoke pot. And he slammed the Security Exchange Commission. So did that on the Joe Rogan podcast. Jack Dorsey goes on the Joe Rogan podcast, which uh, was one of his most hated and downvoted podcasts ever because, uh, well, a lot of people think that Joe Rogan's carrying water for Jack Dorsey and uh, the SEC is looking into this pump and dump scheme. You know, he talked about Bitcoin, talked about, um, you know, a lot of things that kind of lead you to believe it's kind of a advertorial type podcast, you know, uh, less than just a open conversation, but uh, promoting products that not only Joe Rogan is profiting from, but uh, that, that Jack Dorsey is uh, trying to move. He's a big, 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 big investor in Bitcoin, and you know, let's be honest, Bitcoin is just not as exciting as it was a year, even two years ago. And so, um, you know, probably sitting on a lot of digital capital, uh, you know, assets that he would like to dump. So, trying to pump and dump is something that uh, people that are holding, you know, <laughs> wasteland. Uh, swampland in Florida, uh, you know things like that. You know uh, contaminated sewer systems that uh, the utilities that are trying to sell that are bankrupt. I mean, those are the kind of things that people try to pump and dump. So, you know, one of the things um, that's pretty remarkable is that if you're associated with Alex Jones or uh, really the alternative media, you're in the target uh, demographic for people to be 
deplatformed Alex Jones. Um, one of the things that Jack Dorsey told uh, Joe Rogan in a follow-up interview is that he had no idea why Alex Jones was uh, deplatformed while he why he was kicked off Twitter. But um, so Mike Adams of Natural News, Gavin McGinnis, who was part of Rebel Media, he's actually one of the founders of Vice Media, who um, I think is pretty passe. I mean, he takes a, a, a a hard line against political correctness talks a lot about transgenderism and um you know i mean he, he he's a uh, kind of a comedian too uh in that dresses up like you know men dressing like women on on his shows he was kicked off of youtube um where he was highly successful and so revenue streams are drying up the ability for content creators like Alex Jones uh, and uh, even people like me is being limited. Now, one of the things that just struck me was this interview I watched with the Morning Joe crew, Joe Scarborough, Mika Brzezinski, uh, kind of railroading Tulsi Gabbard. We talked about her on the last podcast. She's officially announced her 2020 campaign to be the Democrat uh, running for president and so um anybody that's um popular uh, she was highly popular until uh her 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 stance her hardline stance on uh syria she wanted the morning joe and they they bashed her about you know assad and you know whether he's a bad guy good guy you know uh, her thoughts on foreign policy, the U.S. occupation of Syria, whether or not she had ever met with Russians. And one of the things that they mentioned, which was just really, 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 really low, is the endorsement by none other than David Duke and what she thought about this endorsement from David Duke, which is – I mean, just to even put it out there is tasteless and uh, specious. So she, of course, disavowed uh, his support. But I thought, well, you know, how do they know that David Duke supports uh, Tulsi Gabbard? Where did he where did he announce this? And lo and behold, the place that David Duke announced his support and endorsement for Tulsi Gabbard's campaign was on his Twitter account. Now, just think about this for a moment. The fact that Alex Jones, Gavin McGinnis, um, and so many others. I mean, I, I know I'm, I'm leaving them out. People like Laura Loomer, who are somewhat trolly, but um, by and large, um, they're not putting out hateful, uh, death-threatening stuff on the internet. Um, you know, they might be provocateurs, uh, ambush journalists, um, you know, whatnot. But um, they're not David Duke. They're not a lot of people that Twitter allows to to spew hate. And if you want to find a lot of hateful. Uh, commentary. You can go right to Twitter and find people calling for the death of Donald Trump, calling for the death of many other people, and um, uh, even Al Qaeda, <laughs> ISIS, uh, the terrorist organization, organizations that the U.S. is going after. People like Hezbollah, which is a political. Um, we'll, we'll talk about them because they've come into the uh, into the limelight this week. But even Hezbollah has its uh, own Twitter page. But 
David Duke is allowed to have a Twitter account and Alex Jones isn't. So what's the difference here, right? I mean, we, we could debate who has worse ideas, who said more inflammatory things, inflammatory things, who has said uh, nasty things about protected classes in the United States, uh, gay people, uh, ethnic uh, people other than whites pretty much. Anybody who's not white is a protected class. I mean, uh, um, you know, 88 people with disabilities are protected classes. And, um, you know, I don't don't know where that gets you. But the fact that David Duke has, you know, a few thousand uh, followers and the fact that Alex Jones and Gavin McGinnis and many of these other people had hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people following them, uh, downloading their content is the only reason that they became targets. That's why I always say the show is under the radar over the target because, yeah, we, we, we get out there. We get a few – maybe in the aggregate 10,000 downloads to this podcast and you know several hundred live listeners at RBN that participate in the live show. But by and large, I mean we're not getting millions upon millions of people to our podcast and that's why it it is not in the light i mean joe rogan he he is getting traction and the fact that he has people like jack dorsey on uh gets the attention of the security exchange commission you you can come on my show and probably tell people that you're (laughs) you're you're not doing your taxes correctly and the chances of the irs tracking you down and listening to this podcast are probably limited at least at this point maybe in the future we could go hyperbolic, but I don't know if that's really where you want to be. Um, Alex Jones, I mean, I've talked about him a lot. We've had personal differences. We both live in Austin. We both uh, uh, were, were uh, you know, at the same point, I guess, in building different radio network infrastructures. We're kind of competitors, and um, he's had his personal problems with with me uh, and in even the, uh, the 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 radio network that we broadcast out of, uh, you know, Alex Jones is a person that is definitely uh, egocentric, and um, you know, when you listen to him, there's no denying um, what his mission is, and that is to get as many people as possible to listen to his show, to to follow him, and to uh, become fans and invest in his in his uh, media empire. And he does a good job at that. I mean, right now he uh, is kind of desperate. I think that he's definitely um, he, he's on his back foot. Uh, not that he won't return. Not that there won't be uh, the 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 next big thing that Alex Jones does. But he's definitely. Um, and you can hear it from his his parody uh, pretend uh, interview response with Joe Rogan that he put out. I, I, clickbait got me. <laughs> I thought that he actually had him back on, so I clicked over to see what was going on, and uh, he actually had a, a little snake, <laughs> that uh, little uh, toy snake that uh, he used to imitate Joe Rogan with, and you know you get some of the. The, the the classic Alex Jones uh, 
parody comedy that that you would expect uh, in him uh, ranting and and railing against Joe Rogan and wanting to start a war. And I, you know, you know that he doesn't want to be Joe Rogan's friend. He wants the war. And of course, you know, it, it would definitely benefit him to have a war going on with Joe Rogan because it's going to bring more people back to uh, Alex Jones and having his name once again in the headlines. He loves that at uh, uh, at almost any cost. He will do anything and say anything uh, that brings attention to him. So for better or worse, I mean, it's just my my I guess you know criticism of him. Um, I, I, I think that he's done a lot for a lot of people as far as uh, bringing awareness of real issues, especially when it came to 9-11, some of his earlier documentaries. I thought that they were they were definitely ahead of their time. Um, they were uh, very interesting and, uh, you know, even the style, the scary, scary style brought people to um, looking at. Uh, a lot of historical events with uh, with a different with a different light um, through a different uh, pair of glasses, if you will. So, um, yeah, Jack Dorsey is in trouble. I don't know if Joe Rogan is. I mean, um, you know, it, 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 it's it, it's pretty hard to recover from you know something like this and to regain your credibility um, when. You're, 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 you know, putting out, I don't know, just, you know, infomercials for Jack Dorsey products. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't know Joe Rogan. Um, I do appreciate some of his comedy. The, the last um, p- uh, comedy that he put out on a uh, special that he did in Boston, he put out on Netflix, uh, Strange Times, definitely had, I don't know, you know, if George Soros was writing it, but he's definitely, you know, some of the jokes about Donald Trump I thought were very funny. But you know, he talks about this how we got out of a spoiler alert. Uh, I'm gonna throw this out there: how we got out of this long-term relationship with re- a really normal person. You know, the Bushes, the Obamas, really reasonable people, and now you know we have Trump, and it's like, uh, uh, <laughs> it's like we're, we're we're dating a hooker after a. After a long-term, sensible relationship breakup, where we're dating a hooker, and you know, I, I mean, obviously that's kind of funny, but you kind of see, um, I don't know. There's a there's a lot of things that you know. I think Joe Rogan would just because there's so much money on the line, because it's so uh, profitable, you know, he just doesn't want to touch. Um, you know, he kind of uh, defended Jimmy Savile and t- said that um, Alex Jones is crazy and a liar for. Or mentioning the fact that you know he had sex with dead bodies and uh, had sex with kids in the war, and so uh, you know that's BBC and ABC News. I don't know if that's really that shocking or scary, but uh, you know a lot of people just don't want to go there. Understandably. All right, guys, quick break. We'll be back on the other side. Stay tuned. We're coming your way to Blacklist News. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. 
with all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then Common Core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down. Vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge. And knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. February is Heart Month. Every year for the month of February, to show our appreciation to Extendivite's faithful customers, we have a sale. If you would like to try Extendivite, now is the time to get a few months ahead and really give Extendivite the time to show you how it works. Most of Extendivite's long-term customers wait for this sale to stock up. People and doctors tell us about the unbelievable improvements that they have experienced in their overall health, not just the heart. Extendivite wants you to experience the power of these herbs. Get a four-month supply for only $115 for either the capsules or tincture. Please take advantage of this once-per-year sale and get healthy for life. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com or find us on Amazon. Extend your life with Extend Over. All right, welcome back to Classic Extend Radio. So good to be with you. Uh, sorry to all of you out there that just don't really care that much about some of these uh, <laughs> internet personalities, celebrity culture, alternative media celebrity culture. Uh, but I do think it's kind of important. Um, to see uh, or to discuss how much influence people like Jack Dorsey, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube have on the people, the creators, the content creators that uh, use these platforms to reach new fans and ways that they monetize it. You know, there's a lot of money uh, for people on YouTube that get thousands upon thousands if not millions of views so that's a huge revenue stream and it's a way for people to create content uh on the internet and to uh kind of bypass the mainstream media the old uh hat the old way of uh making it you know you used to have to 
you know, get <laughs> to get on air, to get uh, a radio show to where you could talk about things like the Federal Reserve. Uh, you could talk about the Illuminati. You could talk about uh, 9-11 being an inside job. You could – you know, a, a platform to reach people that had tuned out of mainstream media and, and were looking for alternatives. You had to get on satellite radio. You had to get on the uh, the shortwave dial uh, back in the you know eighties and nineties. You had to uh, buy airtime on a satellite. I think uh, RBN still has one. Uh, Ku Star satellite. Ku band. Uh, radio, uh, you used to have to do a lot of things, and, and one of those things was sell products some way that you could generate the revenue to pay for the airtime. So there's definitely a limiting factor in what kind of alternative media you would get, and that's why you would listen to hours upon hours of radio shows dedicated to selling gold, dedicated to alternative uh, healing practices, and you still have some of that, and it's it's not bad but it was one of the the few ways that you could actually you know broadcast your thoughts and, and get it out to potential listeners and even in that it's still limited i mean even you know 15 years ago finding people that were listening on shortwave um which was still viable and still uh today uh, probably uh people are doing this but um it, it was um a, a decade or two away from from where we were today, and that was where people could just go on YouTube. They could go on to whatever social media platform they wanted, and they could uh, invest a lot of time, energy, and, and money into uh, building these audiences that have been taken away from them over uh, pretty arbitrary things. I mean Chase Bank now has shut down uh, Gavin McGinnis's uh, the leader of the Proud Boys personal bank account. So it's beyond that, um, and, and you see, you know exactly what so many people, including myself, are warning about ten years ago, and that's this digital dystopia where uh, everything that you do is tracked and traced online. That there is a concerted uh, uh, effort, or there could be a concerted effort made by technology giants, modern day. Uh, uh, the modern-day technocracy, to be able to shut people down, to silence them. And you see that social media giants, uh, uh, banks working in tandem uh, to to go after and target people that, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Gavin McGinnis is not – he's not breaking down complicated geopolitical uh, – things that are dangerous to empire he's just talking about you know the 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 ridiculous uh things that uh are happening at liberal colleges and uh just this kind of uh i don't know uh <laughs> millennial outrage the liberal outrage culture and um uh, people that you know i've talked about it by and large uh, the, 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 they can't really uh, engage in anti-war uh, protests. There aren't real the, – the real things that they should be targeting and attacking 
the real social decay, the real problems societally. Um, they, they can't go after that, so they're allowed to go after, you know, other people, you know, and it becomes this uh, just, uh, you know, uh, kind of a Stasi self-censoring of one another. Everybody out there, virtue signaling and uh, chasing down others uh, for their issues. And this really is a, a big issue. It's not just in the liberal left. I ran a radio network, and we had probably at some point up to about 30 hosts on the network. It's called Oracle Broadcasting. It was a competitor to the one I'm on today and uh, to Alex Jones, and we did really well uh, for about, I don't know, three, four years. The fifth year, um, and throughout all of it, what I found was that because so many of the hosts listened to the network, listened to – um, countless hours of other hosts and their thoughts, their commentary um, began finding it much easier uh, to attack one another than to, uh, you know, really, you know, go after the pillars of uh, oligarchy. After the, 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 rather than striking the root, uh, people looked at w- the, the people around them. <laughs> their 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 fellow broadcasters and said, "Well, this guy's wrong," and spent a lot of time, you know, just debating their personal philosophy, um, you know, or their personal uh, belief systems, and uh, you know, whatever it may have been, <laughs> and you know, it, it turned into quite the the circle J, if you will, and uh, kind of discouraged me. You see a lot of that in this political correctness culture where you know people are pointing at one another oh you say this but guess what you 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 wore blackface back in the 1980s it's a big deal now blackface has become a big problem this week probably won't be one last week and it wasn't one before but um you know that's that's the outrage of the moment getting people to apologize for things they did 30 years ago that probably weren't um, intended to be hurtful or insensitive, but uh, you know, <laughs> making them you write a long page, thousand word apology for what what you did, Joe Bear. You do out there, you Democrats and Republicans that wore blackface. I don't know. You know, it's it, it turns into just a lot of wah 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 blah blah blah. Everybody's upset, and, you know, going after each other, and really everybody's lost their their eye on the prize. So um, that's, that is uh, unfortunate. That is what's happened to really, I think, the left, the outrage towards uh, the state, towards war, towards even what's happening in Venezuela, we'll get to, uh, ha- has gone away. And now they're just nitpicking and, you know, going after one another. And, you know, I'm more virtuous. No, I am. No, me, 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 <laughs> me. I do all these good things. I don't know. Get told. Uh, downtown LA, what the F was going on? Army war drills continued across the downtown area. Uh, there was a lot of reports, lots of videos we put up. Uh, the Army told ABC. The local train and training facilities in Los Angeles provided the Army with unique locations and simulates urban environments. The service members may encounter when deployed overseas so that in itself is pretty telling that uh (laughs) the army is planning on i don't know using black hawk helicopters to invade i don't know downtown 
uh, Caracas, wherever it may be. Um, but this scared the hell out of people. Uh, and uh, some people, you know, probably were triggered and thought that the invasion was happening, that martial law was on its way. We're wondering if they're on the red list. Uh, the army leased a space in an industrial zone area around Port of Los Angeles near Terminal Island for these training exercises that happened Wednesday night. Uh, they went on to defend and said, uh, uh, you know, that they may be doing this in places like Boston, Miami. Um, so, you know, I think that, you know, back 10, 15, 20 years ago, a lot of people were scared that these urban training uh, drills would be targeted, uh, you know, be used as ways to round up American citizens, which I don't think is necessarily the case, but um, we are living in a war zone. And so, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Should you, when when you're in Hawaii and you hear uh, your, your TV, your phone go off and say that there's an incoming nuclear missile, do you duck? Do you get into a drain pipe? What do you do? When you see Black Hawk helicopters, Flying above and guys with, uh, you know, assault weapons hanging from uh, ropes below or dropping into your neighborhood. Just remain calm, people. Remain calm. That's what I took away from all of this. Um, this week we did have some – I don't know if it's revolutionary news. <laughs> CNN finally discovers the uh, U.S. is uh, arming the Saudis who are then creating a pipeline – to al-Qaeda for those weapons. It appears CNN has finally caught up to what many of us have known for years and is well-documented that weapons shipments to, shipments to Middle Eastern allies have often gone straight into the hands of al-Qaeda and other hardline jihadists. A new CNN exclusive found that throughout the Saudi war in Yemen, the Pentagon has been arming an array of dangerous groups through the Saudis and the Emirates, which further includes the very Iran-backed Shia rebels that the Saudi coalition is aiming to defeat. So, you know, once again, problem, reaction, solution. We, there's all sorts of armed bad guys. We have to go after them. We have to have constant perpetual war. Uh, this creates the justification more for more war. You know, hey, look, these Yemenis and these Al Qaeda guys are armed to the teeth. How did they get that way? USA, <laughs> U.S. weapons uh, that uh, your tax dollars are paying for. Um, I, I, I'm glad that people are catching on and understanding how this works. Unfortunately, I think that uh, the takeaway for a lot is that, man, we need to do a better job, but not really understanding the, the sinister uh, – uh, intent of of piling weapons uh, and allowing those to get into terrorist hands, uh, allowing that those those weapons um, in those terrorist hands end up uh, killing U.S. and Western civilians in those regions. It's a big big deal, um, but nobody's going to jail. <laughs> I don't think the Pentagon strategy will change at all. Uh, People are maybe now becoming a little bit more aware of, I don't know, the, that how the U.S. empire works. It's not really nearly as veiled as it used to be. Um, interestingly enough, another Saudi Arabian story that we popped into the, into the Saudi category. NewsGuard, we've talked about it. It's a new um, uh, 
add-on that you can put on your browser that will allow you to – it tells you whether you should trust the new source that you have gone to. Uh, Braybart, Infowars, um, other sites like that get the Red Shield and CNN and even Fox News get the, get the, uh, the, the, the Green Shield. Uh, I think that there's kind of like an amber weird one uh, for Dredge Report because he links to conspiracy websites like uh, – I don't remember which ones they referenced. It wasn't Alex Jones's. But um, anyway, uh, new piece that came out we published this week from Breitbart. NewsGuard, the Beltway Establishment backed news rating agency uh, browser plugin that assigns websites a green or red rating based on their trustworthiness claims to care about the integrity of news. But one of its projects, Top Investors, operates a D.C.-based subsidiary that has been trying to manipulate American news media on behalf of Saudi Arabia and its brutal military invention in Yemen. And it's very true. The, uh, the Saudis are spending millions of dollars in U.S. media trying to convince people, well, don't talk about that whole Yemen thing and it's going to come to a close pretty quick and we're not as bad as we uh, we, we, we seem. Uh, PR groups like Orvis Group, Corvus, Q-U-O-R-V-I-S, a Washington, D.C.-based outfit whose clients include Saudi Arabia and the Kingdom of Bahrain. Uh, the firms represented Saudi Arabia since the aftermath of the September 11th attacks when the Sharia-run country was desperate to protect its image amidst revelations that 15 of the 19 attacking terrorists were Saudi nationals. And they did a really good job, obviously, because <laughs> I remember after 9-11, nobody was talking about Saudi Arabia. It was about initially going after those 19 hijackers. Uh, and, and Bin Laden and Tora Bora, and we went through the mountains, and we were going to find these guys, and we didn't find these guys, so we just decided to occupy Afghanistan. We had a plan in place, and um, that's going really well. <laughs> They're now negotiating. The uh, the, the Russians and uh, the Europeans are negotiating with the Taliban um, and, and groups that were formerly al-Qaeda. And the Saudi Arabians are arming those groups with U.S. weapons in Yemen. Not not only that, but bringing in child soldiers and other committing other uh, just outlandish and very in-your-face war crimes. Um, so, you know, they've they've done well. <laughs> they've done well because uh, then then we went to Iraq. We completely ignored uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, they are our key ally. Uh, so much so that. Um, you know, Donald Trump went over there and they all preyed upon this glowing orb ball <laughs> when they uh, announced this new anti-terrorism center. I mean, the picture's worth um, a million, maybe a billion words uh, looking at uh, this, this uh, you know, just very, very weird esoteric uh, uh, ceremony that was conducted to, uh, to uh, I don't know. That was before they killed Khashoggi. I don't know if this, you know. Now I think we're getting more reporting because uh, Saudi Arabia is, you know, whacking a few, uh, uh, you know, insider CIA uh, intel guys, uh, quote unquote, media people like Khashoggi. So maybe that's part of it. Um, and I mean, it's pretty brazen. Right now we have the most blatant coup d'état. I've seen ever in my life from uh, uh, <laughs> that from from just a 
casual observation standpoint. Um, Pompeo, the head of the CIA, uh, has said, now, we've got more reasons to go into uh, uh, Venezuela. <laughs> you know, Ed, uh, this is Pepe Escobar actually wrote a great piece. Are the ne- neocons ready for their tropical Vietnam? Uh, talking about the Cold War 2.0 and uh, the U.S. and Colombian assets and uh, how they and, of course, the international uh, financiers are working to unelect Nicolas Maduro and directly overthrow him. So um, he said that we're obligated to fight Hezbollah in Venezuela to save duly elected Gaeto, their new duly elected uh, self-proclaimed leader of Venezuela, which, I mean, it's hard for a lot of even gullible people, even people that support the empire like Bill Maher, probably, I don't know, this is pretty, pretty evident here, pretty obvious. So uh, Hezbollah is working in, in Venezuela. If this is the truth, I mean, Venezuela or Hezbollah is—it's a Lebanese political group. Um, and you know, do they have terrorist fighters? Maybe are people aligned with that political party that c- conduct you know terror? Probably, but uh, you know, I hate to make equations or you know uh, say that it's not that bad because you know, look at a lot of the the, the people that we uh, the United States continues to support. I mean, I could show you a lot of people, a lot of bad guys in in uh, in South Africa that are you know warlords and uh, cannibals that have gotten to take pictures with Bill and Hillary Clinton for money. Uh, Saudi Arabia is a perfect example of people, people that are um, financing terrorists. So, if this is happening, I would say that it was a result of our isolation of Venezuela through sanctions. Who can they do deals with? I don't know. Iran, other countries that are sanctioned by the United States. <laughs> I mean, you're cutting off their strategic uh, business ties uh, and doing it quite, quite well. Um, and it brings us to something that get, got really no attention. Um, the U.S. Special Operations Manual, this manual that was released by WikiLeaks, shows how the U.S. Army states that Global financial institutions such as World Bank, International Monetary Fund, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, the OECD, are used as unconventional financial weapons in times of conflict up to and including large-scale general war. So on a very small uh, case, banks are used to go after targets. Gavin McGinnis, many uh, gun brokers, people that were operating well within the law. Uh, Operation Choke Point was used nationally here in this country to go after um, uh, people selling firearms, people selling uh, cam girls, people selling uh, legal cannabis. Uh, they, they've used banks throughout history. And you see that uh, you know, a fine example is that the IMF and the Bank of England are withholding gold – that the Venezuelans own. Now, you know, the first thing that Gaeto, this this organic, totally not a U.S. puppet uh, that was installed to create chaos and uh, form a soft coup, none of that would happen, would it? No. Um, this guy, he wants to borrow money from the IMF. Makes perfect sense. Well, and um, 
yeah, that's that's how you <laughs> that's how you you get rid of one guy and find the other. You shut down the the Alex Joneses of the world, the Mike Adams, and you make sure the Joe Rogans of the world are uh, number one on iTunes every week. Get the message. You get the the uh, the the set effect from that. Um, YouTube now has announced that it will no longer recommend conspiracy videos. That was, um, I, I guess, just an update. Um, they've they've now officially said it through NBC News. Maybe before it was just, uh, uh, you know, a, a rumor. <laughs> just people on the internet knew. Um, this is kind of a win. I don't know if it'll go anywhere, but I'm pretty excited about it. The Senate's now investigating the uh, investigating Mueller's FBI prosecution of the sweetheart deal that Jeffrey Epstein uh, received. Um, you know, and he's he's a guy that uh, ran the Lolita Express, took people to his sex island that included Bill Clinton, disgraced actor Kevin Spacey. Uh, they all linked to it and called it the Orgy Island, and um, yeah, he is probably one of the the true uh, uh, criminals that uh, serve sex to the elite. Um, somebody who's highly protected and um, has, has has you know mountains of, of money, billionaire Jewish financier. And uh, it was Donald Trump's new – as his labor secretary, um, you know, Miami Herald did most of the work uh, bringing this into uh, the, the limelight, which was uh, good. Uh, Alex Costa is the former U.S. attorney for the Southern District of Florida that uh, oversaw the sentencing providing this sweetheart deal. So now the Department of Justice has looked into this. Uh, Costa, I should look at this. I guess it's kind of irrelevant, but I think he is the new labor secretary. He is appointed by none other than Donald Trump. Uh, la, 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 la. Labor secretary, yeah. So... This came out of the Miami Herald. This is something uh, that um, you know got got quite quite a bit of traction, at least there in the local local uh, market. It's got a gr- oh, I've got my I've got my uh, 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 plug in here. The news guard says the Miami Herald uh, story is good to go here. Labor Secretary Alex Costa should resign over Epstein deal. So uh, happy to talk about it, just because we've been talking about it for so long now now ken i think we're going to be taking a break i might have ran a break here um okay we're going to come up in a couple minutes so we had the state of the union um address from donald trump overwhelmingly i think the takeaway was that it was pretty good a lot of people loved it the democrats begrudgingly loved it you know a lot of debate whether nancy pelosi was legitimately or fake clapping we had alexandria or uh, ocasio cortez uh high-fiving herself <laughs> that was a big story that we did not publish but big league and some other news organizations just love making fun of this this girl and you know we could talk about her green deal but uh 
you know, all I see is red. Kami, red. <laughs> Sounds like things that Hitler, Mussolini, and other uh, Stasi fanatics put forward. Look, the old garb, the old white people can't trust them. Let's get a new social contract going, something that's going to be fair for everyone. It's going to sound good. It's going to be revolutionary. Pretty before. I'm not saying that she's uh, Hitler. I'm just saying that, uh, you know, he came to power. The rise to power was with lots of speeches and deals and uh, things that were very similar in that in their approach. Very much less like what Donald Trump says. Uh, National socialism was the ticket there. But um, so on my website, blacklistednews.com, I decided because we went through some changes on the site did some advertising uh, agreements trying to streamline the the revenue that we received from the website uh, and make it a little bit more user friendly that went over horribly bad for a lot of people made it very hard for them to reach the comment section Um, we started getting reaction emails and uh, I, I knew that there would potentially be problems with this because it was kind of sweeping uh, change to uh, the ad format. So it was kind of a never-ending, never you could never stop scrolling to find more content, but there was a lot of blacklisted news articles that were published within that. So it's kind of native advertising. It's one of the big problems that you know I personally have, a lot of people have, with monetizing uh, the work that they are doing. Content creators, people that provide services uh, in the 21st century are finding, uh, at least you know, in the last few years, that uh, display banner advertising, uh, other advertorials, native advertising is not as lucrative as it once was, um, and it's very limiting because, yes, you you have the freedom to be able to generate revenue without badgering and getting uh, the readers who have primarily by and large come to your website because they've they found their way there somebody shared a link uh, so it made it very hard for those people to enjoy your work without you know a banner advertisement and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that I'll try to wrap up the show with this uh, pitch that I have a plan for moving forward and doing some pretty cool things hopefully with you stay tuned Final segment, we'll close up shop on the other side. It's Blacklist Radio. Many people write us about their experience with Extendivite. Allow me to read you some from Amazon.com. It really does work like the review says it does. I cannot believe that after the first few days, I didn't feel as sluggish or clogged up. It has had a profound impact on my physical, emotional well-being. I'm skeptical as most people about products and their claims, and I never write reviews. But this is a wonderful product, and I recommend it to everyone. Great product. It has brought my blood pressure from the mid-150s over the 80s to the mid-130s over mid-80s. Along with diet and exercise in just the past couple of months. Excellent. Thank you, David. Tell us your story. Get Extendivite today. Call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. 
The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge. And knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. show and uh this week in lieu or uh, in honor of the state of the union actually happening <laughs> not that uh a lot is said during the state of the union that uh really is that important i i get it's kind of an indoctrination into you know and and it's really just a way for the president to tell you all the wonderful things that he's done and so we decided to do a state of the nation uh, article for blacklistednews.com. I wrote it. I also had a mea culpa about some of the new design changes that we reverted back from uh, for the advertising space that uh, <laughs> just became really uh, confusing. And uh, that's you know one of the things that is kind of a, a limiting factor in uh, the creation of content today, and that is a proper way to monetize that work and to allow the people that appreciate it to reinvest in the content creator. So, you know, I started blacklistednews.com in 2006. It was really just a one page list of links to articles that I thought were interesting and I wanted to share with friends and family. Um, I, I wanted to you know, kind of have a reference point for some of the uh, personal investigations, the personal research that I was doing into topics that were just kind of off the radar, were not being discussed in the mainstream news. Um, and a lot of people found their way there. More and more people started becoming fans of the website. People were coming there multiple times a day. It was really exciting to see 
so many people taking interest in not only the same you know topics that I thought we should have you know a dialogue have discourse over but uh, the website itself kind of the mission to inform people um, led others to invest their time in sharing articles uh, referencing blacklisted news doing reviews telling other people about it really organically and um, you know that model has worked well all the way to 2019 uh, it's not a perfect model but it's organic and it is um, it's it's humbling, quite honestly. But one of the limiting factors is that the only way through display advertisement or other you know sponsored posts uh, to create revenue is to get more and more people to click on the website. It's limited by not the quality of the content, or it's it, that doesn't limit it. The amount of traffic it receives uh, is the limiting factor and how much revenue you can create from it. And so, you know, it's always been something I've pondered on, wondered about, thought about, because I know that there's a better way to do things. And obviously there's an old adage. A lot of, a lot of people have said is that if I could just get one person or each person that comes to the website to give $1, you know, I wouldn't have to worry about advertising. I could be completely corporate and special interest free, um, and, and be able to, you know, move forward in a very uh, free and open way to create content and deliver it directly to the people that appreciate it. Those people would get all the benefit in the world from it. So it looks like at the end of the show, I'm actually going to continue to rant on this just for a moment because I want to put this together on my Patreon page. If you want to check out the last, I don't know, 10 minutes or so of uh, this you could do it over at Spreaker.com. You can go over to BlacklistedRadio.com. We have a live interactive chat room there. Maybe I'll try to, I don't know, redo this so I can record it and put it on the Patreon because uh, uh, I love you guys. And I want to be able to do a lot more for you and uh, really expand what we're doing with the show. So thank you for listening. I'll be back next week for another live edition of Blacklisted Radio. Thanks to Ken there in the studio for producing. And all of you, have a great night. Many people tell us about their experience with Extendivite. Just listen to what Glenn has to say. Prior to taking it, I had diabetic neuropathy. The Extendivite reduced that significantly. Acid reflux was reduced. I had athlete's foot, very severe. Trimmed that down to about 75% dandruff. Almost completely gone. I had a a simple neuralgia at the base of my skull. I was having migraines reduced by about 90%. Heart palpitations, my heart would kind of stall out. I would skip a beat. Very uncomfortable. And when walking from downstairs going to sleep, by the time I got to the bedroom, which is just one flight of stairs, my heart was pounding coming out of my chest. My vision was blurry. This completely solved that problem. Great product. Thanks. Tell us your story. Get Extendivite today. Call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.